How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the 24th episode of the Bright Red Podcast. Uh, I am super stoked, super excited. This is a big day for us. Uh, we have in the studio, we are Austin TV. Um, it's going to be a, a great episode. Um, we're going to take it kind of like step by step. We're going to have a conversation. It's going to be a really fun time. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or everywhere you get your podcasts. Just follow I, uh, at Bright Brother Pod, and then on all social media at Bright Brother Pod as well. Um, all right, guys. So welcome to to the podcast. Uh, we have Hernan and Bali. Yo, yo. How's everybody doing? What's up, man? Thank you for having us on. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you for the invitation, bro. Yeah, it's, I... it's a pleasure to have you guys. Um, I've, I've been waiting to really get in depth about a lot of Austin FC topics in this podcast and I'm really glad that y'all reached out and we can have this opportunity to just like nerd out and go over the stuff that we love. Um, so to get really started on the podcast, um, you guys, sh should we go with the, with the big bomb drop or, or do you guys want to talk a little bit about why you like soccer so much and, and what Austin FC means to you? Let's save the, let's save the big, the big, uh, the big one bomb towards, to the, towards the very end. All right, bet, bet. All right, so we all here have a shared kind of like love for the game, um, which is kind of is, is great to have in Austin because obviously uh, first major league sports team here. Um, Austin is a soccer city. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, and I know, Hernan, that you're an Austinite. I don't know about you, uh, Abali, but... Um, I came to the States when I was 11 years old and, nice. and I, I've only been in Texas. I've only been in Austin. Um, I'm not technically an Austinite because I wasn't actually born here, but I consider myself, you know, close to an Austinite as possible. Um, so having this team here, man, it's, it's been just absolutely amazing. And like the whole process has been remarkable. What do you guys think about the team? Like the the whole process, how it started. How do you guys feel about having Austin um, have its own soccer team? Just kind of like walk me through that. Well, I just want to say first of all, I mean, if you've been, if you've only known this place, man, since you got here, I think you can be considered a true. That's what's Austin night. So I appreciate it. You know, man, don't even true about that. <laughs> one baptized. of us. One of <laughs> us. You know, but uh, to uh, answer what you said, um. Uh, man, I can't really, I can't really believe still that we're gonna have this this team here and the stadium itself. It looks like something, something off of like magazine, something off of just you know stuff you see off the, uh, you know, uh, pictures. You know, it's just something that's almost not even real. I mean, you can see that from uh, uh, 183. You can see it from fucking pluggers. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you see it from far away. And growing up here. Uh, in Austin, playing soccer all my life, I felt like it would never happen. You know, I felt like it was always just going to happen in other places because Austin wasn't big whenever we were young. You know what I mean? We, it was like a real small town. And now, you know, this is this the city is growing every night. I feel like there's more people here, man. There's more people here every single day. So it's just a really nice thing to see happening finally. And uh, I'm glad that I'm I'm here for it. I'm glad that I have my my own money right now so I could buy my own tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm super happy to see what Austin FC turns out to be. Bali? 
Yeah, for sure. I, I'm excited. You know, I've been born and raised here my whole life. So, you know, just the fact that, you know, there's a there's a soccer team, a pro soccer team. And then not even far from where I was born and raised in the north side, you know, 78758, 78753, you know, that area. You know, that's where that's where I was born and raised, you know. So the fact that the stadium is kind of by that area, you know, it just makes it even better, bro. And it's just really just like a dream come true, you know. Now we just need a, the team to perform and give us championships, you know. Facts. Yeah, dude, the, the, the stadium is pretty breathtaking. Um, it, It's pretty crazy, like. You see the pictures, you, you see the renders, but it's like, it just hits you like when you see it and, and it's almost, you know, 100% complete. It's like, what, like, like 70%, like, like 80% complete or something like that? Well, um, if, if you want to yeah. get technical, bro, we had like 90%. 90%? I mean, yes. like, that thing is, is so nice, man. It's so clean. Um, and you know what I love about it also is, is uh, obviously because of the sheer the sheer size of it people are like telling me like yo is that the stadium for like the like that new team that's coming in here and i'm like <laughs> yes dude like that's that's gonna be the spot you know like yeah. you can see it from everywhere like you said so it's it's i'm just like out of words like i still can't believe it, it's happening you know like i i think that um it's really gonna kick in once we have the first game um, did you guys get season memberships like uh, in the supporter section or like in other sections or, or what? So I got three of them in this uh, supporter section because I play Bombo for La Murga, the Austin. That's Shout out up. to my boy Faris Rigo. Um, so I got I got three of them. Uh, one of them is from one of my friends and the other one uh, is for me, obviously. I got one extra one that I'm going to use for uh, my brother and, uh, you know, people that want to go that don't really have them because i know that they sold quick and uh even you know outside of the uh supporter section you know tickets sold out super quick i think they're gonna have day tickets but i'm not exactly sure yeah yeah i'm just gonna try to get a a day ticket hopefully or see if uh, if i can find a season one yeah from from what i heard um the message has been pretty consistent since since they talked about this i think they're they they want to have like very reasonably priced day day tickets um i think uh andy lofnane he i've like whenever this whole thing was announced i went to one of his like um little like he had like a little press conference i went like in a park somewhere and that was a big question that everyone had was like day tickets. And he said he, he wanted to keep it kind of consistent across MLS. And he said around like 30 bucks, which is kind of, kind of sounds really cheap in my opinion. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. pay 30 bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I would <laughs> totally put like 30 bucks down on a game. No problem. Um, but yeah. Uh, Aside from from what we feel about Austin FC, let's get into some like nitty gritty, let's some, do it, some good topics here. Yeah, let's get it. Um, yeah, let's get it. So the roster. What do you guys think about the roster so far? Uh, where do you see the? Where is our big area of improvement? And, and I think we can all kind of like, we're gonna all gonna concur with with one specific position. But I want to hear you guys' point on on what do you think about the squad? Where do we need more depth? Where do we need more quality? And uh, who do you think, you know, kind of like what, what we're going to go for? 
Uh, I think that uh, I like the squad. You know, we were looking at the possible formations for the team. I think uh, a 4-3-3 could be reasonable. And yeah. uh, just um, I, I like uh, I like our midfield. I like the fact that we got ourselves uh, some experienced midfielders that have, have been through the through the league uh, years. And then we also have some some youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, for example, Fagundes, which is a, a a great player who's been playing uh, for a while. He has experience. Mm-hmm. So he can he can kind of uh, get like somebody like Pereira, who just who's come who's first year rookie coming up. You know, if I want this, could kind of just bring him in and show him like, you see, bro, this is how stuff is gonna be. You know, kind of bring him in, and I think that that gives Pereira a great opportunity to be a great player for us. So Bale, I like I like the fact I like that. Bali, mm-hmm. what's your uh, back four looking like? Uh, for sure, for sure, I really. Mm, I really want to see Lima there. I really want to see Lima and Romagna. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. I really like Lima. I, I've could, watched a couple of his highlights, and um, he looks great. I like the fact that he goes up and down, and he scores also. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of key on um, how Wolf plays. It all depends how Wolf wants to play. He's experienced, too. Yeah, very experienced, too. Mm-hmm. So, And Romagna, you know, me and Nate, uh, me and Hernan, we would watch him all the time in, in Guarani. And, that's you see my how boy. he looks. You see him. He's uh six uh six uh six feet, huge. You he's know, he's built, bro. He's built. So, and you know what I noticed? He's fast, bro. He's fast. Yeah. So I think that him and Lima partnership. I think I would really, I really want to see that in the defense. Um, quick question: Isn't Lima uh from all the position like the formations that I've seen and like he's put as a right back. Is is he a right back or or more like a center back who can play right back? I think I want to see him as a right back. I think that I, the fact that he could if he, if he can go up and down and stuff like that, that could uh, give us opportunities, more opportunities to score. So I would like to see him as a right back. Yeah, I have him also as a right back. My back four, I mean, I played center back forever, so I'm really focused on the back line mm-hmm. and. If we don't start Romagna from the get-go at center back, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. We're going to be soft. We're going to be super soft. I would like to see Nick Lima as a right back. I got Romagna center back paired up with him. Uh, maybe we can pair Nick Lima up with Matt Beasler, and then we'll put Romagna next to him because he can play both sides of the CB. He can play on the left side and, and the right side. And then for the left back, I think the obvious choice would be Ben Sweat. I think yeah. he's probably the most experienced coming into this. He just came out of uh, Inter Miami, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. this is a guy that you know, you know, he's uh, he's kind of looking for a good team to play with. I feel like Inter Miami didn't give him kind of what he wanted, or it wasn't what really what he thought it was going to be. And you know, the fact that we have him here uh, in Austin, you know, I'm all for it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that I like it's, that. It's really good to have a, a solid back four. I mean. I think just like across the board, like uh, for for a, a good team, you need a solid foundation. And I mean, everything starts from the back. So um, I think it's a solid back four. I think for, for an expansion team and um, we have tons of options. And, and Romagna, like you said, I think for sure, like he, he needs to start. He That dude looks like a beast. And I think he could dominate uh, I got pretty quickly. A couple of things here down for him. For uh, Romagna, I got this info on the transfer market. Mm-hmm. You can look it up if, if anybody would like to. Uh, in 30, 31 games, he kept uh, 13 clean sheets. 
So that's almost Solid. half of it. That's almost yeah. half of it. And he was a constant starter. There were very few times where he would be on the bench or he wouldn't be playing. Uh, he, he scored one goal, which came off of Ronnie Redes corner in the uh, Copa Libertadores against Tigre, if I'm not mistaken. They, I think it was a 3-1. But uh, Romagna, you know, just power-headed it to the ground, and it just bounced up on the goalie. Goalie couldn't do anything about it. And somewhere in those 31 games, he managed to get a assist. I don't know where it what? happened. I don't know where it happened, but on transfer market, they got him with one goal and one assist. Oh. <laughs> he's, uh, he's valued at 88K. On uh, transfer market, he's 22, and he's from Colombia. So huge upside. I'm, I'm curious to see if maybe he finds you know form here with us and gets an international call up for the World Cup that's coming up. Oof. He's so young, bro. You know, 22 years old. He's so young, bro. If he if he yeah. takes this opportunity and grows, bro, he he can go far. He could. You know? Yeah. And and like I think this speaks a lot though because. Obviously, they looked at Romagna when they were looking at uh, at Ronnie Redes, and and the fact that you know, like it's a guy like Claudio Reina, dude, like he he understands the game, he has tons of experience. The fact that his his scouts probably told him like, "Yo, this center back, like we have to take a look at him." Like, I'm pretty sure that decision was made within a few months. You know, like after looking at, at Redes, they're like, "We have to go for this guy." So, I, I think you got to read between the lines as well. And like, it's, it's a, it's a, it probably speaks very highly of Romagna, how, how quickly he, he won the hearts of like, of the scouts for, for Austin FC. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a really good guy. You know, you, you kind of look at him and you think this, oh, this guy's maybe like a 29 year old center back, you know, but he's, he's a, he's a youngster, 22 and he's so focused, man. You know, he, uh, he, uh, responds to a bunch of stuff that you send him. You know, if you want to send him like a chat, send it to him. He's going to send you something back. Spanish only, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one time, uh, I got a chance to actually uh, chat with him a bit, you know, like back and forth. And I just asked him, I was like, hey, you know, how do you get ready? How do you get mentally ready for these big games? Because uh, they were about to play Gremio mm-hmm. and uh, for the first time. So it was a lot of hype to that game. And, uh, you know, he just told me that he took every game serious and that he just prayed to God that God would give him strength for every single game so he could just, you know, just power through and do the best that he could every single game. And when you watch him play, he really acts that out. You know, he he really does practice what he uh, preaches. And the fact that we got him out of nowhere, really, because there was no Mm -hmm. transfer rumor. There was nothing. It was just like, boom, we got this guy. Like, you know, yeah. I was I was happy. I was ecstatic because I was like, yo, that dude's boss hugging in the back. You know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. know, we we got him and the rest is history. You know, there was there's a bunch to be made, you know. But um I wanna ask you, who do you have as keeper? That's a good question. Um I think probably Tarbell. Yeah. Um That's probably the most I, obvious choice. Yeah. I mean I think we're pretty set on the goalkeeper front, to be quite frank. Like, uh, if there was a potential injury or whatever, I think we could be good. I agree too. I think Tarbell would be good for us. Yeah. And he's also, he's also, he was also um, with Columbus also. Yeah. And when so he he's, he was a he played in the whenever the other keeper got injured. So hey, right. he knows he knows what he knows playoff mentality. That's you know? true. That could like he could bring that mm-hmm. to the club also. So, 
I like him. Yeah, that, I think I think uh, I think Tark Bell is going to be the most obvious signing because, like you said, he has that playoff uh, mentality, you know. And as a goalkeeper, you know, they they say they get better with uh, age. age. So a guy like Brady Scott, you know, he's getting call-ups for the U.S. national mm-hmm. team U23. You know, I want to see him get better. You know, uh, I I want to see him come up. But for the first season, I'd be more comfortable with Tarbell. But then there's also uh, Brad Stuber. Stuber. Um, I think he could be a good number two goalie. He could probably play in the U.S. Open Cup, you know, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. So um, I will say this. I think Josh Wolf put it up in the air that the goalkeeper position is open. Whoever really busts their ass, whoever tries their mm-hmm. hardest is going to get it. And I'm, I'm really uh, excited to see that come out in these guys, you know, like who's – Who's hungrier? Who wants to start? You know what I mean? Show me who, who wants it because uh, I remember you touched on it one time in one of your podcasts. You're like, I'm I'm paying all this money, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. to go see these games. You know, kind of give me what my money's worth. You know, exactly. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like a show. You know what it I'm is. saying? Yeah. It's spectacle. It is a, a show and I'm the paying customer. Exactly, so, man. Try, you know, try. That's all I want. Just try. That's That's all I want from this team, you know? Just try. I agree. And I, I think that's the mentality that from the get-go, dude, like the, the mentality that Josh Wolf and Claudio Reyna have, have, been, have been talking about is that mentality of always competing, always like they're, they're not going to make things easy. Like when people come to Austin, they're going to feel it. You know, like we're going to give them everything we got. And that attitude, I feel like a lot of the players that we've gotten, you, you can feel like they match the attitude that, Reina and uh, Wolf are, are kind of like going for. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Um, okay. I, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. who do you have uh, in your midfield? Because we already touched on the goalie. We got the defense. So let's keep on building up. Who do yeah. we have in the I, midfield? I think the obvious one for sure. I mean, Alex Ring has, he, he has to be there. Yeah. Um, I, unless anything changes uh, from here until... You know, like the season starts. Pochettino could be coming, dude. I the, the president himself, he just tweeted today. Like, yes, I saw he, that. That was it's, interesting. It's almost a done deal, bro. Yeah, it's it's, it's happening. It's happening. And now that the CBA thing it's, was signed yeah, it's until 2027, even, I think even better. I think like Monday morning we're probably gonna get uh, the deal done. So you got Fagundes, you got Alex Ring, and Pochettino. And Pochettino, if we sign, let's say if we, we don't sign him. Let's say we if, don't sign him. If we don't sign him, I think that I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy Danny Pereira can like um, surprise people because from from the from the draft and all that. Like, I heard some good things about him. Yeah, I really like uh, Danny Pereira. You know, I think that he. I've seen. I've, I've been watching his highlights in, in Virginia Tech, and he's quality. He looks like a baller, and uh, I really want to see what, what he can do in the in our midfield. I, I I don't feel like Wolf is going to start him though. I feel like Wolf might bring him off the bench in some Wolf's games that we have you know, stuff. Kind of bring him in to the team little by little, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think I definitely think that Fagundes and um, and the uh, King are definitely going to be there. I want to add one thing on uh, Danny Pereira. Mm-hmm. Um, that super draft mm-hmm. was probably the best one in maybe recent wild, years. Huh? 
because of the, the of the you know how wild it was how Josh Wolf and Claudio Reyna shook everything up with going after this kid it, from it it literally Virginia changed the Tech. entire the entire yes. draft. Yes, I had I had uh, three uh, edits ready. I had one for uh, Philip Mayaka. I had yeah. Calvin Harris, and I had uh, Danny. Right, and for for some reason, I made Danny's first because. Something told me, I don't know, man, I don't know why, but something told me, I was like, this might be the guy. But, you know, I went with, uh, you know, stuff that I saw, you know, everybody was saying Philip was number one, yeah. Austin FC was going to get Philip, you know, all, all this stuff. And then, boom, Danny Pereira. And like uh, Bali was saying, I feel like he has like that special something because they, they had to have picked this kid for some reason. Exactly. You know? And it, I, yeah, and I was listening to an interview of him, and you know what? That the, his family and everything—they come from the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're they're from Venezuela. You know, Caracas, mm-hmm. Venezuela. So they came from the bottom, so they know what the struggle is. So he knows what his family went through. So I feel like now that he 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 went first round, which was big, he didn't expect it. So mm-hmm. I feel like he's, he's he's out here to prove something. So I really that want to see it. I feel like, bro, that uh, video clip of them whenever they you know heard yeah. The first yeah, round pick, Danny Pereira. Ah, that is that's magical, man. Yeah, that is magical. You know, you know that she prayed all night the freaking yeah. day before, man. <laughs> I yeah. I guarantee you. But he, uh, he, he looks like a good kid, man. And yeah. and like you said, like his family, they come from the struggle. He like I heard, you know, from the story that they put in the draft, like he adapted very well because he came in as a I think as a fifteen year old, and like. He did really good in school and like behaved and and dead like he was really focused and determined and it just kind of again like highlights the fact that Reina and Wolf are like they're sticking to what they said from the beginning like they're getting people who are who are good people like not just good soccer players but just good people all around because they want that positivity in, in the dressing room and I think that shit should not be understated man like that's so important to have those players that are just great people who just want to help out and kind of like keep their head down and just work really hard. So I'm really happy for, for Danny Pereira and, and see how he develops. Yeah. I'm really happy too. Bali, do you want to add something on him? No, nah, I just, I just really like the guy and I hope that he does great. And I have a, I have high hopes for him. So, and, and yeah. he's with good company, you know, he's with the uh, ring and, uh, and uh, Fagundes, you know, so th- those guys are going to bring him in and they're going to, teach him and, and pave the way for him. So I, I feel like I really like him and I feel like he's going to do good. Be, before we move into to anything else, if if we don't get Pochettino, who are you putting in that third uh, uh, mid three, uh, uh, along with Fagundes and, and Ring? H, do you want to turn it? I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Ulises Segura. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Ulises Segura mm-hmm. because uh, he's played with uh, Rooney in DC. You know, I feel like he has maybe a little bit more experience under his belt. Um, the the problem with that position, I guess, is I, I I think maybe the guy that works the hardest is gonna end up getting it because there's there's nobody that really stands out. I feel like we have a lot of guys that you know they're good guys. You know, they're this, they're good character. You know, they're good with young players you know what i'm saying but do we have you know do we have that sniper do we have that killer you know what i'm saying i feel like um pochettino is going to change the scheme of things very heavily but if we don't sign him 
then I mean I would go with Segura or whoever just kind of works the hardest to get that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Ulises too. I think that he and he has experience also, so I really like to, yeah. to see him come in there and um see how that works. Yeah. Y'all wanna keep moving up? Yeah, let's see. What this we got the, next? Yeah, the fun part. Um we gotta talk about forwards. Um so that's what left left wing, we got the striker and we got the right wing. Yeah. Correct. Um I think I think left wing is gonna be Cecilio. Um yeah. I don't and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um I don't think he has played as many games as like a as a like a traditional center attack in mid versus a, a left winger. Uh right? Like he has more experience towards the left, kinda like drifting towards the middle type thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, from what we've seen at yeah. uh, Warani, he set up a lot of his goals by, you know, kind of taking it on the left and doing that, you know, that little cut-in move mm-hmm. and either taking a shot or finding that killer pass to either uh, Bobadilla or El Queso that was playing, you know. So uh, he actually won a couple uh, penalties doing that, you know, kind of just baiting and baiting and baiting, making that cut, getting the contact, boom, VAR calls it every single time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, question, would y'all... Yeah. Would would y'all um do y'all see maybe uh maybe Cecilio playing like a an attacking kind of like a false number nine like uh maybe like uh behind their their our striker or something like that do y'all see him in that position? You want to go, man? I got something I think, to add, but I think that go first. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that anything is possible, really, because Wolf. And both, and, and, and Reina, they both said that they want, like, a really flexible team and, and people who can, like, really play multiple positions and kind of, like, um, be able to do things, be, be very versatile. It it really depends on, like, who we play as, as a center attack in mid, if it's Fagundes or if we sign anybody else. Because we could have Cecilio kind of, like, drift towards the middle and uh, drift, like, t- take attention away from defenders. And, and maybe that could open up some space. Um, so really, man, like uh, anything can happen. I mean, I don't, I would really need to see our first game to kind of like get an idea of, of what, what exactly they want to do with Cecilio. But I think he has the quality to like, to really play that. But I think he'll stick towards the left if I had to pick one. I I think it all depends on, I think it all depends on what Wolf is going to do. I think that he's, Mm -hmm. he's a man with the plan. So what if he doesn't like a 4-3-3? What if it's something else, you know? Right. It all depends right. on, on what he picks at the end of the day, so, mm-hmm. so he picks the right lineup. I'm the obvious uh, Real Madrid fan here. My favorite formation is 4-3-3. I love that formation. I will live by Solid. that formation. I see Cecilio as that left wing. I want to see Fagundes as the number 10 um, mm-hmm. because an interesting stat about him, when we met, he he told me this very cool thing. So I had already known that he had – he has a record for being the youngest player in the league to get to 50 goals. Right. He also has the youngest to get to uh, 25. But he told me that he's four assists away from being the youngest player to collect 50 assists in the MLS, which makes sense because the guy's been in the game since he was 15. Right. He's, been, he's been doing this. He's a veteran. You know? So whenever he told me that, something clicked in my mind, like, this guy's ready. This guy's hungry. He kind of knows what he has to do. And after he told me that, I followed up with a 
important question to ask after that. I told him, I was like, I told him, I was like, whenever you, you play, do you have these stats in mind? And he said, honestly, man, I just let it flow. And whatever happens, happens. I'm a team player. I don't go for these things, for these records. But, you know, they've been happening for me because I'm just like a team player. So mm -hmm. I'm happy that he brought that up because you don't want a guy that's just chasing his, you know, his storyline. You know what I mean? I want a guy that's going to play for it. the other 10 guys, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's a creator. He said that Bruce Arenas played him in a deeper role that he did not like and he was not doing good. So he struggled like the past two seasons. He was hot in 2018. But uh, Bruce Arenas dropped him back and he just had a terrible time. So he's eager to get to the front. He's eager to score the goals. He's eager to create the goals. And I've been seeing tape on him. I'm excited for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got Cecilia on the left. I got Fagundes in the center as like my uh, Isco. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like yeah. that. And on the right side, this one's tough because we got a expensive Redes that really did not have a good season with uh, uh, Warani. Kind of fell short to what we were mm. uh, expecting from him. You know what I'm saying? But he's young, so we can work with him. And really then you nice. got uh, Kekuta Mane, which is a mm -hmm. speedster. His pace on FIFA is 91. You know what I'm saying? So I'm curious to see if we're going to go with the Austinite veteran or we're going to go with the money we paid for, which is like 2.5 mil for this young Paraguayan uh, Hulk, uh, you know, right wing speedster. Right. What do you think? Uh, I'll, I'll let you answer this one, Bobby, first. Uh, about what? H about uh, uh, no, Mane or Redes? Mane or Redes? Um... I want to see Redes, honestly. I feel like I, I like the guy, and he, and he gives me a, a good vibe. And I feel like um, if, if he just stays fit and he works hard, I feel like he could fit. He could make that position his. And he's young. He's 20. He still has a lot to learn. You know, and I feel like uh, maybe Wolf likes Manny more. He's experienced, you know, maybe put him there. But it, I feel like if Redes takes the opportunity and and um, and performs well, why not? Why, why can't he not start? So I, I like him in that position. I, I actually want him to start that position. Yeah, I, w I would say, I think Kekuta Mane sounds like a, kind of like a contingency plan, where it's like, okay, like, obviously, I think that they want Redes to, to be the starter, but I think they also want to give him that pressure of like, yo, if you're not performing, like, we have cover you know like, like like we can switch it up if we need to so i think that we're gonna bet on redis to be honest um especially for that money you know it's a 2.5 mil that's that's no easy change especially in in this covid uh covid time so <clears throat> i think that we're gonna go for redis because he has tons of upside man he's a little mini hulk like you said like he he could really explode um but who knows, man? Like, like we'll see how MLS fits him as well. Um, maybe he wrecks it here. I don't, I'm not because our defense here in MLS it's well known not to be like, you know, super elite. Mm -hmm. uh, so it hopefully it gives him space. It, it gives him space to like ex express himself and like try different things. And and maybe he finds his feet and like really like, you know, like uh, starts really well for us. I think so too. I feel like he kind of just has to. Train hard, keep his mind right, focus mm -hmm. on the right things. Don't let, you know, don't let the pretty much the like money get to your head because mm -hmm. we've seen that happen with a lot of young players, a lot of young talent. 
you know so um I'm curious to see who's going to win that battle, either Kekutamane or Rodney Redis. My heart is saying Redis, but, you know, my FIFA instincts are telling me uh, Kekutamane. <laughs> Get but, that speed. Yeah, one thing we yeah, could yeah. use uh, Kekutamane is, like, maybe we could bring him on as, like, a like sub in the 65th yeah. minute, you know, yeah. kind of to just drain those, like, back four players, you know, because he has speed. He has a lot of speed. I mean, that's a perfect thing. Like, if... If you're having an issue like breaking down defense or something, like you bring in that guy at, like you said, the 60th minute, 70th minute, like he can run laps around some people, and that, I mean that that certainly opens up a lot of space. Yeah, I I think so too. And uh, all these guys, you know, all the ones that we just mentioned, you know, they're gonna connect with, you know, one forward. You know what I mean? And I guess mm-hmm. that's the position we were talking about uh, before we got on the pod. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, not to mention any, you know, any like, you know, any bombs. Yeah. You know what I mean? But <laughs> the strikers we have so far, the ones that we signed, I'm going to just go ahead and say it, man. I'm I'm not impressed with what we got. I don't I don't want to pretend like I'm all for the striker position right now that we got because Hosen uh, is listed as injured on transfer market. He hasn't really been hot the past couple of seasons. Yeah, he scored in the Champions League against Barcelona, but that was years ago. You know, years ago. And um, we we got the other guy that we got. His uh, what is it, Aaron uh, Schoenfeld? Yeah, Schoenfeld. Uh, I was looking into him. He only has nine goals in the past three seasons. If you're That's a striker. Good. If you're a striker and you show me those numbers, you know, I'm going to get somebody else for the job. So I feel like maybe this this signing was for depth, rotation, or like mm-hmm. I said on Twitter, it could have even been mm-hmm. like a panic signing that they were getting scared that the that the CBA wasn't going to be signed. But uh, what do you guys think about our number nine position? Because I, I know it needs work. Ah, uh, man. I think I think you nailed it, bro. Um, it's not exciting. Um, I think it's probably the most important position in the entire game is is a center forward like a striker who's going to get your goals yep and i mean i feel like literally the the rest of the team is pretty solid except for that position which is a little worrisome um but maybe that i'm hopeful that they also recognize that and and they want to spend the right amount of money for the right striker and maybe they're just waiting on that moment for that for that really good striker to be available so that they can pounce. Yeah, I agree. I think that you gotta go get a striker, you know, get it get it get a DPN, get somebody experienced, somebody that's uh that we can trust, that we can trust up there. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you know, we can talk about all these lineups, we can talk about Rodney on the right, Cecilia on the left. At the end of the day, look, Wolf is the man with the plan. He's gonna say, What if he doesn't like uh, Cecilia on the left? What do you want to make in the midfield? What if you want? What if you want uh, Rodney on the left, left wing, and on the right wing? What if he decides? What if he's like, okay, Mane, you know what, Mane, I want you to be my striker. You're fast. <laughs> so right. It all really just depends oh, what he what he decides. Yeah. Right? But to my opinion, we need to get go out there and see what we can get. Somebody with experience. Um, we, for sure. We talked about uh, some potential free signings. Uh, a free transfers uh, that are open up in the market. Um, do you guys want to go over them and see like uh, how do we feel about them? If they're feasible, if they're realistic. Um, so <laughs> we have a uh, we uh, Abali. You said we have Sturridge. Yeah, we have a Sturridge who's listed on transfer market for 
4.8 million. And then we have uh, Alexandro Pato, who's uh, listed as 3.8 million. So those are the, the two guys that I, that caught my eye, you know, forwards that are experienced and that uh, can make a difference. Can you imagine the scenes at the Q2 Stadium if Sturridge signs for us and if he scores, goes to the Murga and does the little, <laughs> little, dance. The little arm wave? Oh, man. That would be a hell of a picture. Oh, yeah, bro. That would be a hell of a picture. But, I mean, Stur- I guess we can dream. Yeah. Sturridge, Sturridge is um, – I think he's a solid striker, man. Like, he – he did well for Chelsea. He did well for. He also played for Liverpool. Yeah, he yeah. played for Liverpool. Um, and he played under Brendan Rodgers, who I think is a great manager. And like, um, he has that like fluid style that I think Joshua wants to implement. So like, I think Sturridge could be a hit in MLS, dude. Like he, he has that like you know the Premier League is so, I think it's the most spectacular league in the world, and like. Sturridge, like MLS has a little bit of that as well. Like, uh, like we're mimicking a lot of the Premier League in that way. So I think he would, I think he would fit pretty well. And for 4.4 or 4.8 mil, he is going to be expensive. Um, Bali, does it show how how old he is? 31. 31. He's like right there, like right. So it's not if he's gonna make that move, he's gonna he needs to make it now. He needs to make oh. it now because there's not a lot of upside at all. Yeah, much after that. So him and Pato are both 31. So I, Pato's Pato's a good one, man. Oh, I like Pato, but he just like disappeared for a long period of time, and then out of nowhere he just surfaced. Can Brazilians, bro? Yeah, like that's Adriano. such a thing about Brazilians. It's like they 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 blow up, they get huge, and then they. They kind of like fade away for for a while. Gabi yeah. Gold, Man City, Gabriel uh, Jesus. I feel like he was hot, and I feel like he can't really catch a break anymore these days. <laughs> classic Brazilian. Yeah, classic Brazilian man. But I guess that's a a good rundown on the whole squad, really, on who we think is kind of going to be the starting uh, eleven. I think so too. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about? Um, rivalries i oh. think i think it's a good topic right here because yes i think austin already has like i think from from the neutral perspective like just fans in general of like other teams i think they see austin as potentially like the, the bad guy because of um the whole thing with columbus but i think that will quickly fade away like as soon as we enter the league and it's gonna be dope uh, but i think that that will always be there, though. The whole Columbus thing. I think games against Columbus are going to be so electric, dude. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. going to be something with Columbus. That's going to be our biggest, biggest rivalry, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that uh, Columbus is going to be our our rivalry. But right now, I don't even think we can talk or even tell them anything because they're the champs. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, facts. Until, until we win something, then we can start talking, uh, yeah. talking back. <laughs> But right now, you know what? Let's just go on with the season and see what happens. I feel yeah. like whenever we get to host them, if they get a bunch of you know uh, uh, fans out here, the stadium is gonna look beautiful with you know that like yellow on the that green contrast. seats. Yeah. yeah, you know, yellow on like the green seats is gonna look beautiful. You know, it's gonna be uh, uh, Dortmund like almost. Mm-hmm. You know? Yo, so I think I think that's gonna be a really good rivalry that's gonna definitely pick up throughout the years. 
And also, we should talk about the local derbies that we're going to have, you know, between, like, oh, yeah. Dallas. We're going to play Houston Dynamo. Those games are going to be good because those are going to be no-brainer drives to those games, you know. I mean, it's oh, yeah. Dallas, what, three hours away, same Houston, you I'll know. Um, and I guess one thing to mention is that Q2 Stadium, it's not going to be available to host until June. And that's from Andy Lulane, the club president. Mm-hmm. So for the first month or so that we are playing, we're going to see road games. So that's something yeah. to, you know, kind of uh, look out for if you're like a diehard fan, like I know a bunch out there. Um, you're going to be looking at some games away from home for probably the whole month of April until we're ready to host. That's a great point. Yeah, I feel like that uh, those uh, derbies like uh, the Dallas and the, the Dynamo, I feel like those rivalries are going to rub in after a while because they've been on the league for so long. And then we come in and we just start coming in and just dominate and start playing mm-hmm. well and stuff. I feel like that rivalry is going to rub off a little bit. We're going to start disliking Dynamo and Dallas. And I hope that I hope that when we go over there, we beat them, honestly. One thing that I want to mm-hmm. add to this before we change uh, into the next thing, whenever Austin FC, you know, two years ago, whenever they first said this team was going to be like an actual thing, I remember we would like talk about it and we would just want a team that wouldn't be – beat every single time we played you know we wanted mm-hmm. to at least win some games but with the team that we built you know that josh wolf built reina built that attitude that view towards it changed heavily i feel like we could possibly sneak into the playoffs you know what i'm saying i, I feel like we can give some teams a run for their moolah you know yeah i, I agree I, um i was watching when 2020, when the Columbus was champs, I was watching Tennessee the first year, and you know, and, and all the players, nobody was talking about their players. Tennessee just went on their way, low key, ducked off, and they performed very well. And I feel like they should have gone to the final, honestly. They, oh, they're they so really close. Impressed me. They really impressed me, Tennessee. So I feel like if they can do it, why why can't we? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, facts. I I think this brings me to to because we said that we should talk about Josh Wolf. And I think this is a great segue. Is I think we should, I think we should be wary of the expectations. And I think the biggest factor in that is Josh Wolf. Um, Bali, what are your worries about Wolf? I mean, the the guy looks like he's a good guy, you know. But <laughs> you know, you 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 know, you're in a. Like you, you're with the you're you're coaching now. You know he's been an assistant coach his whole life. You know, and that's that's why I question like, you know, you you have experience, but you've been assisting your whole life. So what what is he gonna is he gonna come in? Is he, what is he gonna is he gonna bring the guys other managers uh tactics? Is he gonna bring his own? You know, but at the same time, I I understand when people talk about it and say that you know it's a new team, it's a new club. Let's bring in new ideas and let's give them a chance. An opportunity, but I don't know about Wolf. I, I'm not. I'm not too key about Wolf, but it is what it is. They they picked Wolf, but to me, he has no experience. He's never coached a uh, first team. He's always been assistant, you know, and that's that, that's my question. That's that's what, what I question. One thing I want to add on Josh Wolf, I want to also put some respect on his name because as a player, he's going to be. Um, indicted to the Players Hall of Fame of the MLS, but just because you're a good player doesn't make you a good coach. We've yeah, seen that time and time and time again. 
players that were legends that were really good they get into the coaching position and they just can't take it you know they 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 just can't handle it so you know if Josh Wolf does good we all win you know what i mean but let's say let's put a scenario out there let's say season is over you know Austin FC did not meet uh, expectations, not even close to what mm-hmm. we were kind of hoping. Didn't get to the playoffs. Josh Wolf is pretty much sacked. Who do you think could come in? Who would you like to see come in? You know, like, what do you think about that? Damn. Uh, that's a great question. This is something I, that could happen. I, t- to be honest, I, I think that um, I am a little wary of of Wolf, like, uh, in, in terms of expectations, I think we, we need to really, like, kind of, like, chill, uh, because Wolf can be a hit or miss. It's like, it's like you were saying, Bali. Like, he could be a hit or miss. Um, and, but, I think that Austin FC is betting huge on Wolf. Um, this guy, he was assistant to Greg Berhalter, who is now coaching the U.S. men's national team. He, I think he's doing pretty well. Um, he has tons of experience with being an assistant coach to Bearhalter. They worked a lot in Columbus. A lot of the players that we have came from Columbus. They know Wolf. They have that connection. I think that even if he fails, let's say that we kind of suck this first season, I think that, especially how MLS is structured, there is no reason to panic. And I think that they're going to give him the time that he needs to because uh, I think Wolf has tons of upside. Like he, he's, he's a brand new manager. He has probably really good ideas. Yeah. And it looks like him and, and Radar are working, working really well together. So all, all the signs point me in the direction that I think we should be pretty optimistic about Wolf. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll go for it. Um, I. I want to add also something on uh, Reina. I spoke about this on the uh, state state side state sorry statewide or stateside soccer show. My mm-hmm. boys that I was just on their uh, podcast a couple of days ago, um, we talked about this briefly. Um, I said that whenever I heard that Reina was gonna come down here, I was excited because that dude does not mess around. He he knows this business right. like the back of his hand. You know what I'm saying? So I feel yeah. like in the whole coaching staff. You know, by position-wise, I feel like the one that I have the least, you know, kind of trust in, you know, the least kind of faith in right now is the head coach. But, you know, I'm hoping that changes Josh Wolf. You know, like both of you guys said, you know, he looks like a, a good guy. And uh, <laughs> he he knows what it is to be kind of in that spot almost, you know. But this is going to be his, his moment to shine. Either he makes it or he breaks it so i'm curious to see what goes down stateside soccer show shout stateside out to them. soccer show shout out to my boys stateside yeah. soccer show i actually them, I, give them a listen yeah for sure that was a great episode by the way uh, um i met wolf in at the at the rustic tap i, oh, I have yeah? a picture with him yeah he's a, <laughs> like bali said he's a great guy he's, he's a, a great, great guy, guy. <laughs> uh hey hey i, I like hey, no, hey hey wolf i like i like wolf okay he's a great guy hey he's a great guy but he <laughs> but you know you know you i'm be, I'm just being real you know you're you're, yeah. you're been an assistant Fast. your whole life and this is your first big job yeah, as a head coach as a new team so i don't expect much from him honestly facts facts but, 
let's see. Let's hope that he he that he performs. We're all expecting that he does well. Yes, sir. Yeah. Come on, Wolf. I, if if this gets yeah. out to you know uh, coaching staff and Wolf hears this, Wolf, do your job. Yeah, I'll do mine. Shout yes, out to yes, troops. Yes. You know, just do do your job. I'll do my job, and let's win an MLS Cup. I got huge, huge trust in Wolf, man. Yo, yo, Wolf, if you're listening to this, man, like, keep doing your thing, man. I, I have no doubt you're gonna be successful. Mm. Yo, I see, I see, I see a white shirt you got there, bro. What, what you oh, got? We got the Legends jersey in the building. You know? Oh, is that Shout authentic out. or replica? It is the replica. It's replica. I know. I know. Replica. It's okay. This one's replica too, bro. Yeah, replica, bro. I might get the um, authentic one where we get like a DP signing that's worth yeah. the name on the back. But um, shout out to my friends at the Soccer Corner Austin, Rigo. Oh, great spot. Shout out to them. They always they always get me right. I buy all my jerseys from there, all my cleats from there. So I mean, you can go to the uh, Verde van and wait like twelve hours in the line for. The jersey you can walk in and walk out at the soccer corner and get. So, shout out to those guys at the soccer corner. But uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of this jersey? You want to go first, Bali? Um, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. I guess it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I mean. I mean, I, I I like the fact that it's white. It's different, you know. If they would have if they would have gone with like a, a black or something or like a a, a green, like an all green, it would have been it would have looked weird. But eh, it's not bad. It's decent. I, I from one to ten, I give it a five. All right, okay. that's pretty solid. I mean, okay. I <laughs> kind of harsh. <laughs> I <laughs> yo, listen, man. Like, look. I had a little bit about this in my in my other episode. I I think it's a clean shirt, bro. Like it's a clean shirt. Um but that to me doesn't mean that it's exciting. Like it's it's clean, it looks good. To me it's not that exciting. Um and I wanted to get you guys like what is with the whole this this whole MLS Adidas thing where like is there's like this unspoken rule that like some of these shirts like have no creativity put into them or, or what i mean i don't know uh, all of them I, every shirt that i see is stripes stripes down stripes to the side and adidas that's it yeah i think i think oh. they have some type of like massive contract or something because mls has like a complete dominance over every team in the uh mls i don't know why how, how much input do you think is being is being uh, taken from like from the clubs to Adidas. Like, how much are are we able to say like, yo, we want to put this, we want to put that? That's a really good question. Yeah. I feel like nobody seems I to feel, answer this question. I feel like Austin FC definitely shined um, some light onto this topic because I feel like before Austin FC, every jersey that was put out is what you would get, you know. But I feel like when Austin FC rolled around, like, we made, like, a wave. We definitely made a big wave with our first kit that we dropped in uh, November. Right there, boom. But um, we definitely shined light onto that topic because now you're starting to see, like, Philly come out with their kid and they, they like, you know, they spoke with their fans and they kind of, like, work with them mm-hmm. also. And how this white kid has the grackle bird on the bottom for Austin Anthem, you know. So it's... 
it's Yo. like very interesting this this kind of wave that we kind of created and if we didn't create it if somebody else did all credit to you but from what i've seen so far you know austin fc has kind of started like a new movement with like collaborating with the front office and uh shout out to them they've done a great job so far with anthem los verdes with every mm-hmm. uh sg out there so i kind of like the jersey i think it's nice the three stripes on the shoulder kind of look like a tiger you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying but could have been better i feel like the white was really important for the texas summer heat Facts. Yeah. i i like this one this is the one i like the home jersey is the, the best one you know just yeti everything stripes you know Yeti definitely looks nice on the jersey. Look how, look, look how Yeti, Yeti, look Yeti that. makes that, that whole kit. They, it they really, really does. It really it's, does. It's probably one of the cleanest logos like out there, bro, like in general. Yeah. Like it's yeah. such a clean logo. Yes. Yeah, I hope that next season when we when we do uh, get uh, new jerseys, I hope they get something creative, kind of like Philadelphia, you know, like uh, maybe like the like a graffiti kind of. You know, you, you remember uh, her name that uh, – Real Madrid jersey, that black one with that dragon, you know, in the middle, that yeah, something like that. How like, can I forget? Like uh, Austin, like the tree, kind of like a graffiti, like kind of. Oh, the, dude, that'd be sick. That would look live, and hopefully, hopefully, they bring those ideas. One thing we can add to this, um, I did hear from the uh, Moon Tower podcast. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those boys out there, Landon and Jeremiah. Um, I heard them say that this jersey. The um, either this one, the wear or the home one, but it's only gonna be for one year. So next year we're gonna have something different, either one year or two years. But they're like very short. We're gonna have something different very soon. And then yeah. also, also the new thing that just came out that certain MLS teams are gonna have the third kit yeah. in what two seasons? That I think the rule was like whoever sells like the most or something like mm-hmm. that. So for sure, for sure, ATL the. LA's and Austin FC could be up there because we took over all of Texas. Y'all I remember so, that bro. graph that they yeah. came out with where Texas sold the most uh, yeah. Austin FC kits? That was yeah. interesting. Yeah, I I think we're for sure going to be in the contention of the top selling kits in, in all the U.S., bro. Like, that's that's yeah. going to be no question. Like, we have such a passionate fan base. Like, yeah. I mean, these guys literally, yo, we have such a passionate fan base that the club put out a Verde van and didn't re- didn't show us what the away kit was going to be. They still put out a very the van. People still bought the shirts without even mm-hmm. knowing what it was going to look like. Like, we're going to sell shirts like crazy. It's almost like a cult. Yeah. It's cult-like it's following. Yeah. I, I think the whole Philly situation, I think shit for sure shed light into like, okay, like what is actually going on? Because if Philly came out with that kit, it's like, who actually has the control? Is it Philly? Is it Adidas? Like, is it MLS? Like, what, what what's going on? Yeah, I feel like that should come out to light sooner or later. You know, somebody's going to leak something or MLS is going to say something, Adidas. So I'm curious to see what that turns into. All right, fellas. Um, so we went through quite a bit of stuff. Yes. Um, we answered your fans' questions about Cecilia Dominguez, you know, if he was going to play number 10. I think he's going to play more of a left winger. I think we all agree that at the, at the end of the day, it depends on what Josh Wolf wants and anything can change, really. Yes. Um, we went over big signings. I think we, we agree that there's going to be some big signings left, and hopefully it's either uh, a number nine DP and potentially Pochettino as well. Um, but for the hot take, give us, give us the scoop. 
what is that that bomba that you were teasing us, bro? Oof, oof. This is this is massive. Bro, what, hey, what is it? What is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. All right. All right. So I've been thinking all day if I should name the player or, or not. And I feel like name him, dale, dale, dale. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm gonna I might I might keep it on the low what what his name is. I'm gonna just drop hints. Now, I feel like people know what it is. So I'm just gonna say it. Um well, I'm gonna I'm gonna save his name, but I'm gonna say what the what the what the Bombay is, what that tweet was about. Alright. So to everyone's surprise. All right, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how not to give it away. Well, you know take what? Take your time, just, bro. You know just what? Take your time. You know what? Why don't Why don't we just say it? What? Why don't we just say it? So yesterday, <laughs> Guarani played. Yes, Club Guarani, new season. We're still with Guarani. Guarani. The show The show goes on. Austin Guarani season two. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so surprise, surprise. Yesterday, Guarani played. They tied two two. Uh, they went up, but. Uh, Nicolas Managa got a red card and they couldn't control their lead and ended up tying 2-2. Um, Jose Florentin scored a beautiful header. It was off of a very long cross. He pretty much beat everybody to it. Didn't really have to jump that much, but he got there first. Headered it, very nice header, clean into the back of the net like a true striker. He's their number seven. And uh, I got on uh, Instagram and I mentioned him. I was like, hey, man. Good game. You did really good. Keep it up. Uh, I have chatted with him in the past because there was rumors about him about two two months ago mm-hmm. that Austin FC was trying to deal with another uh, player from player. Club Guarani. Uh, 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 yes, so that was in the in the works about two months ago. So I just reached out to him. I was like, "Hey, man, good game." And then what he told me is the bomba. The massive, massive thing that he said. He dropped this on me. He said, "What do you say?" From Spanish, English, he said, "I'll see you soon." Oof. What? what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Is he coming on vacation? Is he gonna come see his boys play, or is Austin FC looking to Oof. sign a striker that actually, actually bangs in goals? See, this guy. So- has a knack for the net. He's a number seven. And what he said to me was, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Sheesh. <laughs> I'll see you soon. What do you guys think about that? What do you think, Bali? Wait, I think I think the contract signed already. For everybody, <laughs> for everybody wondering who he is, I know that some people are going to know who he is because we definitely talked about him a bunch last season on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Instagram. Really cool guy. Uh, I got a couple stats for him down here. Last season, he had 38 games. He scored eight goals, and he assisted four times. Um, he's a fast player. He knows where the goal is, even if his back is to the net. He's that striker. You know, he's mm-hmm. uh, number seven, and he just goes for every ball. If you look at his uh, highlights from last season and his highlights from just yesterday's game, you know, the guy goes for it. His his header yesterday was clean. And you could tell that that goal meant a lot for him. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that scenario. If, if Austin FC is going to, like, announce this something or some type of other league is going to come out. But from what I know, Austin FC fans, Jose Florentin from Club Guarani said, I'll see you soon. 
Again, you know, if, if he come, if he comes, we don't really have to worry about the partnership with him and Cecilio. They they know each other, mm-hmm. you know. So the partnership is there. The communication is there already, you yes. know. So it would be a good move. It would be a good move. Do you think we would we would go for a third player from them? Because uh, Cecilio is from uh, Independiente, so mm-hmm. I guess we can't really count him. But that'll be Romagna, four players: Redes. Romagna, Redes, Florentin, and Ceci. So. Uh, no man. I think it's possible, dude. Um, I think that Austin FC is kind of like breaking the mold and and kind of like it was already like like when you think about it, it was already pretty cool the fact that they signed Cecilio and they loaned him to Guarani so that he can get that chemistry with Redes. They saw Romagna, you know, like th- they had a whole Guarani connection going on. Yeah. I would not be surprised whatsoever if they add an the third, technically, third person from, from Guarani to Austin FC. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know if y'all are feeling that. I'm feeling like kind of like this South America vibe and this in this Austin FC team with a bunch of South Americans, all Spanish-speaking players, all of them together. So I feel like that's great for us, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, they all, they all, a lot of them speak Spanish, so they all, a lot of them communicate with each other in the field. Hey, hey, hey. You know, so I think if, I, I like that. I like this this vibe, the South America vibe that I'm feeling. If we if we go for him for the number nine position, I will be happy. I think You'd be satisfied. With, I will be satisfied. I feel like uh, I feel like he'll fit the the role good. He knows what a number nine is. He's I feel like he's just more hungrier, man. I feel like Danny Holson might kind of just be past his time. This guy, uh, Aaron Aaron Schoenfeld, he had nine goals in three seasons, you know. And then, and then you put this guy on my desk, and I look at his numbers, and he's young. He's a he's a youngin from the Club Guarani school. You know what I mean? He he has a like I said, thirty eight games, eight goals, assisted four times. You know what I mean? Like this guy's this guy's just hungry. Like this guy scored the amount of goals last season that the guy that we just signed scored in three seasons. You know, nice. like. You know, um, I remember uh, I remember Jeremiah Bentley touched on this one time. He said, if the guy's good enough, sign him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. uh, what I need kind of might hate us. And I totally get it because we've taken we've taken almost everything from them. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. uh, they're they're in some like kind of like mini mini club cl- uh, crisis right now because the. Uh, the fans put up banners calling for the president's pretty much like uh, head. You know, they wanted mm-hmm. him gone because they were suspecting that they were like stealing money from the signings because there was no stadium construction and there was oh, no wow. there was no guys coming in, you know, that were going to take roles that Redes left, that Cecilio Dominguez left behind, that Romagna left behind. And if we get one more player from them, like they're going to need to f- fill that, that spot more. So... Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the fans from uh, that team, you know, kind of just like tell us to back the fuck off. You know? <laughs> to fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. Hey, well, the, the good thing that they have money now, you know, yeah. all that money that they have, they have a couple million. So they, they're going to do something with that money. They should. I yeah, wonder if you, if you would be considered as a DP. Yeah, that's, I was about to ask, what do y'all think about that? Do y'all think he's DP or do you think, because that means that there's DP spots available. So what do y'all think? I don't know too much about Florentine, bro, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, s- same thing with Redes. And 
I think Reves got as a. I think he came as a young DP slot, which are. I think yeah. we have two of those too. That's great. Um, and, but I mean, who, who knows? How old is Florentine? I'm checking that right now. Um, I. Jose I Florentine, he's 24. He's still really young. He's 24. Yeah, he's from Paraguay. On treasure market, it says they have him listed as a central. A central midfielder, which he's more of a striker. And, oh, okay, look at this. First game yesterday, mm-hmm. I mentioned he had a beautiful header goal. This dude has an assist too, bro. Already. First game, one goal, one assist. In real life, bro, that's like a 10 out of 10 match rating. You know what I'm saying? So is is he a like a straight-up attacker, or, or is he just like a, a really advanced midfielder? I think he's a straight-up attacker because he would be coming in for uh, Fernandez. He would be coming in for Bobadilla, you know. And um, okay, I, I remember last season he scored like this really like famous goal that the picture that was really good went like all over Twitter. He had like a volley, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that was a uh, beautiful goal. Bro. That was a beautiful goal. That 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 uh, I think that put them into the that- to the final. I think that's when, right at the time, was when the yes. whole conversation started building up about him. You're right. Yeah. And, yeah. bro, th- there had to be something there. I think this is very, very possible. Because the rumors were picking up, like, so hard. And then it just dropped. Drop out of nowhere. And then he tells me via DM, he's like, hey, I'll see you soon. See you soon. See you soon. So for the folks out there that were waiting for this pod, I know some of you were waiting for it. This is a big announcement. We could be linked with another player from what I need. This time it's a striker. This guy first game in 2021 got a goal and an assist. So it's somebody we can get behind. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, and you know he's hungry for a fact. You know he's hungry. Man, that... Thanks for bringing that news, man. Like that, that was so so badass. I think that's huge, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. man, you you got uh, you got lucky that just landed on my desk yesterday. You know, you just hit me up. Exclusive. Yeah, yeah, man. Got that TMZ. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yo, um, do you guys want to talk about anything else? Uh, like anything that kind of uh, we missed? Bali. Um. I think we got. I think I got everything that we, um, yeah. everything yeah. down. Most of, most of everything that we wanted to talk about. I guess maybe yeah. some 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 closing comments I could say is uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter at yeah. uh, We Are Austin TV. You know we we got uh, graphics out there. We got stats, a bunch of stadium pictures, bunch of video content on that behind the scene footage, and we got some more stuff coming on because the stadium is just getting better and better every day. And like I said earlier in the pod, it's 90% done, but we will host until June. And uh, I also want to say that uh, the YouTube channel is coming up very, very soon. Whenever the season rolls out, you know, look out for us uh, when the stadium is up and the game's finished. You know, come up to mm-hmm. us. We want to get to talk to you. You know, tell us what your game day was like. Tell us how you like the game. So that's coming up very soon, YouTube. Yep. Um so just keep an eye out for that. And we want to thank everybody for liking all our stuff and following us on Twitter and Instagram. And there's more to come. And thank you for also having us on this badass podcast. 
Thanks, man. Yeah, bro. Thank you for for bringing us on, bro. I appreciate it for. Shout out to you guys, man. Like I, like this is coming from from a fan as well. Like I, I love y'all's content. Like appreciate I think it, you man. guys. I think you guys have uh probably the best like content for Austin FC aside from just like the main like the main Twitter page from like for like all, yeah. like our own club. So thanks, man. Um, appreciate it. That actually means a lot, man. Appreciate yo, it. like for real, like um, y'all are doing everything right everything right this is this is gonna go huge for you guys make sure you guys follow him for sure um and then also i i forgot to say this in the beginning we have this uh face-to-face like call like on youtube like this is gonna go on youtube the audio version is gonna go on the podcast so make sure you guys check out the the face-to-face version the video version on youtube um and we should definitely collaborate. Like, like once that stadium goes up and we're have that whole game day experience, I definitely want to also do something with you two. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, yeah man. That's, that's uh, go ahead, Bali. The fans, yeah. It's, uh, comment if y'all like this. You know, I I actually love this. You know, just talking about catching up. You know, talking about news and stuff. So mm-hmm. if the fans want to keep seeing it, comment. You know, let us know that you want to keep watching us talk about it. Cool. Um, I I've. I think I forgot to ask you this, man. Did you get uh, season tickets, bro? I did. Um, you know, because this was a dream for me. Yeah. And I was like, I had to get VIP, bro. I, I splashed yeah. out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah I splashed oh, out. Um, okay. Yes. I, got, I got VIP. Uh, it's called a premium terrace seat. Okay. Um, and I, I'll... I'll I'll get a feel for it. I've never really even like actually gone to a real soccer game, bro. Like to be to be quite frank. So oh, yeah, this is gonna be a whole new experience for me, and I might even like it in the supporter section better. I, I I don't know. So I'll give the VIP treatment a chance, and then who knows? Maybe in season two, I'll I'll be down there with you guys. Yeah, man. I got like I said, I got three of them. Uh, you know, you're going to see me out there, me, my little brother, and uh, my uh, fiance. We're going to all be out there, us three, cheering for Austin FC. You know, we're all ready into this team. You know, I'm just yeah. happy that it's all here. Yeah, you definitely want to see Bali out there, you know. And if we, <laughs> lose, and if we lose, you definitely don't want to see me out there because you don't want to. <laughs> the, the, the rants, the banners, the tweets, they're coming if if we don't do good. Oh, hell they're, yeah. They're coming. Don't. I think uh, you touched on this one time on on one of your parties. You said that you're gonna call out all the bullshit. You're not gonna yeah. take any any shit, and we yo, should. We yo, should. that's real. That, that, that's real, and and that's why like I think it's really good that that we have that mindset because I feel like a lot of people, just in general, like when they love something, they tend to overlook some of the bullshit that happens. But it's like no, like I want to make sure that the bullshit gets called out so that we can fix it and things can be better. Um, but I think so far, and I don't know if you guys agree, but I think that overall, Austin FC, like, we've done pretty much everything right. Like, from the very beginning, the the the, the stadium, the location, the coach, well, potentially. Uh, Claudio uh, Reina. He's um, a great guy. He's a great guy. Uh, Claudio <laughs> Reina, who is... Who is um, an incredible hire i think we've done a lot of things really well and and there should be no reason why we can't be excited about it so i think we've done everything right to be honest body you want to add on to that um yeah i i, I agree too i feel like 
let's get ready for the season. You know, let's let's yeah. see. I, I can already see the the, the people um, people are saying, "Oh, give Wolf a chance." You know, he's new to the job. Oh, team, yes, relax. Yes. You know, you know if if the club is smart, if the club is smart, you listen to the fans. The fans are gonna tell you the truth, and they're they're not gonna sugarcoat sugarcoat anything. You know, mm-hmm. so if the club is smart, they listen to the fans and they they tune in. If Wolf tunes in and listen to the fans. He can make uh, adjustments and stuff. So I feel like if they listen to us, you know, they should be, they should do good. Yeah. That's a great point. That is a really good point, Bali. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, man. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we can pretty much wrap it up. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for coming. This was uh, such a great time. I had had a lot of fun talking to you guys. I'm so so happy um, that you guys exist and like, like you guys are putting out that content that's yeah. it's like it's honestly gold uh so it, sh- man. shout you. out to you guys um yeah, with that being said make sure you guys follow us on all social media follow we're awesome tv on all social media as well um have a great weekend and i'll see you guys on the next episode peace peace peace